Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Are you ready for the Thursday night drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light, is live from Lucky's 1313 on Regent Street, downtown Madison. A throwback show here, guys, as uh, this is the spot for Badger football games, Badger basketball games. We've done plenty of shows here over the years. Happy to be back, enjoying our Coors Light, and uh, we'll, we'll talk some you know, Badgers and Packers and NFL overall. I'm Jim Rutledge, alongside... Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, and Derek, glad to have you back. Oh, I mean, I'm, 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 You're I'm back. free. Easy, easy. Put your mask on. Hey, I took the rapid test. Security, security, negative. We didn't you know, share anything with the our vid, fans. The vid, where you were. the vid got me. The okay. vid got me, and I was supposed to be on an island. Yeah. You know, two years almost avoiding it, and uh, a trip to the Bahamas got canceled. So. Uh, you know, despite me still being in Sub-Zero Madison uh, last week, I couldn't be with you guys either. Yep. Uh, and just didn't, you know, I just didn't well, have the, I, is, I couldn't, I couldn't call in. I just was, I was too depressed. Gosh. I haven't, Derek, I haven't seen you for like two weeks. <laughs> I mean. As long as you nostalgic. guys go without seeing each other. Yeah, we got the stadium. <laughs> no, the, got, you know what the worst luckies. was? Is when Tarek got it before Christmas and I got this picture and he, I don't, He's in a like a, a a porch or something, having Christmas dinner by himself with a folding table, <laughs> folding <Yeah>. chair. <laughs> oh my god, it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> There's dry. a moment though. Once you get quarantined, that you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like I'm just gonna be. No one's gonna bother me. I'm yeah. just down here. And it's like, nice for a couple days, but then you're like, yeah, all right. Then you're now. I need to get out. Like I, I was like, well. You know, can I get out, please? Like, where I can't go anywhere. I'm not, not you know, you, you can't make that decision to go out and do anything. Right. You, you got to quarantine, literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you know, it, luckily I'm fully vaccinated and had the booster. And, yeah. But still had it's a pretty, uh, so cold, you, you know, well, it's like a bad head cold and stuff like that. I get you it. You just got to catch yourself and go, hey, my wife's telling me to get in the basement and watch TV and she'll bring food down. I'm like... <laughs> Okay, I gotta. Just, I just stay in that zone. Don't complain. Just go down. And shut your mouth. It's what you've been asking be for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> lock in. Yeah. Well, the problem was, yeah, in my household, we got split down the middle. Where my wife and son got it in November, I did not tested negative throughout. But yet, I had to quarantine for that. Back then, it was two weeks or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, so I'm finding myself watching, uh, you know, the first season of Sopranos and finding some bourbon down there in my basement bar. Did you go through Ozarks at all? The first oh, yeah. yeah. Ozark. Ozark. I just learned that myself, too. I used to say Ozarks. It's, it ends in K. No, yep. no S. Yes. Uh, well, on that note, we asked the question uh, on the jump around presented by Coors Light. So you guys are, how far into Ozark are you? I'm just in the first I'm in episode. Third. 
third season. Your what's that? The first, the first episode of the new season, season okay. four. So I think you're or fourth. Yeah, sorry. All right. So both of you know that first, Darla, yeah, uh, Darlene Snell. Yes. How, how old do we think she is, Darlene Snell? Let's make a guesstimate. Was she the one that got her blow, head blown off? No, she's still. No, a, no, 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 no. She runs the the opium. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. She's an old lady. Is she dating the young yeah, guy? Yeah. So this is what I'm trying disgusting. to set up here. That's how old do we think Darlene I'm Snell offended. is? I, I would say 67. 58. I said 61. So let's just shoot kind of 61, 62 range. That's kind of what I think. I don't know. Wyatt Langmore, her boyfriend, or as she says, her lover, which sounds even 28. gross. He's 19. <laughs> well, actually, or. In the, I, show, the show. but So they're setting it up as a 19-year-old boy is. So with on, this on the show, she's probably, year. I would be yeah. portrayed as in the 50s. Oh, Even though she looks older than that. Oh, I think she's portrayed in the 60s because she's, I okay. mean, her husband, if you remember, you know, the show took a long break. He was a gray-haired guy. Like, I think I'm she's surprised you seized this whole this weird topic. Well, but but they're but they're got split, two hours their heroin split two is, weeks away. We got plenty of equal. stuff. They have equal share of the right, heroin. Right, but I'm saying how old is too old for you guys? jeez. Oh, Good God. I, I thought we were just going to go there. Yeah, no. We had a caller call in <laughs> Depends. and share the story. This is all. You're get into, uh, this is a Hall of Fame This caller. is more for Scalzo and Bruss. You, you're going to get us in trouble here. No, See, I'm, men and women are different. That's the deal. And that's where you get in trouble, right? Because you can't say that. I said 60. Yeah, but is it different for is it different for a male or female? Isn't it? Because if you're, I'm asking you personally. I don't want to get in trouble here. I want to stay out of the trouble. I got hypothetically. I got everybody at home. What does that mean? Hypothetically, what do you mean? Like, Like what's the oldest person you think you could hook up with? Isn't it like there's double, double, half your age? Are you saying in Wyatt's? No, I'm saying your age. My age at yeah. 47? So Matt Hamilton, we oh, asked this well, question. Oh, well, it keeps getting extended. Yeah, I, we asked Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Matt said an age is a number. We had a caller say it could be 100. Depends what God, she looks like. Thank God the Olympic Village is uh, That's going. why I love Matt Hamilton. Yeah. Is he going to the Olympics this year? He's in the Olympics. What He's you, there. <laughs> he texted in, hey, age is just a number. Hypothetically, so is, Matt's is that, happily is married. He, is well, he, we just had to inform is you he that married? Is part he married? of karma. Is he married? Yes, I just yes. said he's happily married, but he's playing along. He's not afraid of it. But he, he's in the village. Is, is, he, is he doing play-by-play? Is he doing play-by-play in the village? Olympic Village? It's where everything happens. He does not partake. <laughs> I know, but does he watch? Is he watching? I don't think it's is an he, orgy is he reporting at the back? Is he reporting back on who's hooking up? Hey, I this don't know. is your new show. This is your co-host. you got to be on it. you got to know yes, his announcement, what well, he does. Look, he's in China right now. He's trying to work on a v- like I don't know what a VPN means, but he's trying to work on one where all of his... All of his internet and all of his phone calls and, and tweets and texts will all go to Germany and then to the United States because they're not I running think, through China. So I haven't a lot, a lot of talks with them. I do think half your age is, is not. So, like, if you're so 50, like 25, the, that would be the You're going basement. young, though. I'm asking you, let's oh. say, in a hypothetical. I said it would be hard for me to t- tell people that I was dating to hook up someone in their 60s. It might be different if I actually met him, but for me at 41, that would probably be too much. Let me tell you something. Sophia Loren looked great, man. That's what I'm saying. There's other Here's here's the other mind-blowing part here, guys. There's a lot lot of plastic surgery going on. Yeah, true, true. So that's what I'm saying. Golden, so we had one caller call in. He was third. He was uh, 19, hooked up with his 37-year-old college professor who was married. Uh, and that was a story he shared on the air with us. So that was the oldest woman he ever slept with. Was when he was 19, he hooked up with a 37-year-old married college professor. Not bad, 18 years. Good for him. A Hall of Fame call for that guy. I mean, patted him on the back. But so the other part of it is what was That's also definitely my a book. Cougar story. Yeah, the Golden Girls ladies. You know, the B. Arthur, oh Betty my White. God. They are the exact same age in that show 
in real life and portrayed in that show as the ladies in Sex in the City. To your point as far as plastic surgery now. Wow. The ladies in Sex in the City, the reboot show, they're the exact same age as the ladies in Golden Girls. But it's not even – like the ladies in Golden Girls, I would have thought they were in their 80s. They were in their 50s in that show, and they're portrayed in their 50s in that show. And the ladies in Sex in the City, currently the reboot, are in their 50s, and they're being it portrayed in their 50s. a lot about where we've come as, <laughs> right? as far as skin care. It also <laughs> goes to, like, a dress – and hair? Like, the women in the Golden Girls just seem to shut it down at 50-something years old. They're like, all right, I guess but that's we're the way done. it was. You just shut it down. That's what you did. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Betty White was sexy. I don't care. Just because she was so funny. I mean, she was she was sexy in her own right because she owned it. And she got RIP, man. That We lost the treasure there. I, I'm a we did, huge she Betty White it. fan. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize what. Like, I, when I was young, I watched Golden Girls. Blanche is just. I mean, I don't know what you a floozy. Will you call it, use that word? Like you knew the joke of it, but you watch it now, and it's like, good God! Like it's just Samantha on steroids. If you're watching that stuff, I mean, it, it I is. did not know we were going to start the show like no, this. No, I didn't know. I thought we we had it planned. We were like, <laughs> we, we're going to go over like just, the playoffs, or <laughs> we we're going to go over right. the rails. Here's where we're at here. We got today's show and next week's show before the Super Bowl even happens. So we got four hours. And we got a lot of heavy stuff to get into. We can start a little light. You know, all right, is, I got yeah, you. that's all. We're good. We'd love it. Because here's the thing. Everyone listening is thinking they're had two. They've gave themselves a number. They're, they're telling themselves right now, uh, whatever it is, 55, 48, or they're thinking of the oldest person that they uh, they hooked up with. This is Metro Kia's presented by Coors Light. So now we move to, we'll transition easily to Badger football here. And let's we'll get to the offensive coordinator in a minute. But the Badgers lost out on Caleb Williams, the quarterback transfer from Oklahoma, who rightfully so. It looks like it was down to the Badgers to the USC. And that's not nothing. I can't believe we're even in the conversation. That's not nothing. Now, USC was able to pull him. Shocker. There's a lot of rumors, but also, like, they pulled him legally, but they, the name and likeness, it sounds like they are more prepared to use name and likeness as a recruiting tool that maybe the Badgers are. So, well, of course. So hold on. Look where they're at. All right. But they're in Hollywood. The only the whole the whole conference pushed yeah. the NIL. Yeah. Okay. So the, the the only reason why I felt that we had a chance is maybe Coach Ingram had a tie to him. He does. And that was it. He does. Do you want to, you know it's six degrees outside, okay? Yeah. You know, we don't throw the ball. Okay? <laughs> we don't pay anybody anything. We're where, where, what am I missing? Gonna, I'm, I'm searching for the, the compelling story for a quarterback to turn down USC, which is this marquee brand, and come to Wisconsin. I, I, Russell. I mean, Paul could have Russell in his back pocket. That's the only thing you'd have of like, hey, Russell came here. I changed the offense. I turned him in from a decent quarterback at NC State into no, a you, you NFL star. Yeah, no, I listen. I mean, that I, been, I, that's I, his case. I could tell you, my, I could sell him, okay? But just on the surface, you can't. You really got to talk to you got to talk to someone within the program who's been around and go, "Hey, here's how." And I'm sure he, he may have that. You, you, but you, you really it's hard. just you use the respect, and we we know this. Tark knows this. I know this. Jim, you probably know this. Uh, that the National Football League has for the University of Wisconsin, oh, yeah. their program, and the athletes that we produce that go on to that level. 
That, that you really got to leverage that. Oh, and yeah. really, we're missing. And I'm not. I'm not kidding with Paul. With that's Paul, all we're but, missing is a with quarterback. Tom Savage in the NFL from Pittsburgh. I mean, so Paul's. A, I mean, he's viewed in the NFL as a guy who still can develop quarterbacks given the proper well, talent. So if, you're right. I agree with you. If, if I don't yeah, think it was crazy, Taylor we're was NFL, considering it. I just don't, you know I've been to I've, I've walked on that campus and it, and nobody said anything to me and I'm like I want to come here you know but I'm, this was me as a 40 year old guy yeah I mean it's just it's unbelievable yeah and then you go in the stadium everything and it's 72 degrees everywhere you go and it, I mean and it's a prestigious school yeah, that has a, turned out you, you are the guy and Lincoln so, Riley you're going to be the trendsetter nil. In Southern California, but, you're going to be the – Even but, if you set aside NIL, look, you turned out Baker Mayfield again, and Kyle guys, Murray. Let's, let's be real here, though. The Pac-12 is nothing yeah. in college football. It's nothing and has been nothing. If USC goes undefeated, they're in the playoff, though. Uh, okay, well, let's not speculate yet. Yeah. They just, just have saying, been, yeah, there's been nothing that's there. A sell, that's but a they, selling point they, for that. They, they, the Pac-12 is like a laughing but stock they put all this Power money, 5. Yeah, but they put all this money in this coach. Yep, Lincoln Riley. They have a lot of alumni – Probably influencing some yeah. of those conversations. I told Jim off the air earlier when I called him today. I was all fired up because I was out of my cage. I was a free man, COVID free. I said, "Listen, what USC could do, they will go beyond when when Reggie Bush and, and yeah. Liner were there. All I mean, the money. Yep. I mean, it's, all there. it's all set for a oh, USC yeah. to t- be the powerhouse they were like in the in the seventies. There's going to be now. The nice like, thing there's only a few schools I think that can do what like USC, Bama. There's not a, there's not a list of 30 schools that can run the Badgers out. I think this might lead to expanding the college football playoffs because there's going to be schools like Texas and uh, an Alabama and a USC and maybe a few others that are just going to be there all the time. Because you even look at Miami. Miami doesn't have the funds. They never have. Look, do you want to be the point guard at North Carolina or at Wisconsin? I love Wisconsin. I want to be the point guard at Wisconsin. But how do you? But the, you don't have hit. to win that battle. You could be the point guard at Illinois or Wisconsin if you get the Illinois guy. No, but I'm talking about Illinois the, or Wisconsin. I, but, but my thought was the analogy between USC yeah. quarterback yeah. and the, and the Wisconsin quarterback. It's a hard. It's it's hard for us, no matter how much we all believe that we have an NFL style offense. We got a coach that can coach quarterbacks. We, we got opportunity if we had the right guy behind yeah. center. That would be unbelievable because we have the defense, we have the running back, we have the offensive line, we have everything. Maybe you could argue receivers, but you could argue that we do have them. We just can't get the ball to them. And yeah. if we had the right quarterback, well, we that we used could, to. I don't know. Now you can't make that argument. We have to. We, you could argue there's talent at receiver, but there's yeah, but no, there's not a lot right. proven. There. But we're gonna we're gonna I get point. we're gonna sell him the fact so, that he's gonna make that happen. And we're gonna go to break here, but I want to put out there for here's what we're gonna talk about uh, after the break. Transfer portal world. Is Hopefully Mark's not how old a uh, woman would be before we'd have sex with them. <laughs> oh, we'd come back to that okay. if you want. Yeah. Right. Hey, Alex. <laughs> I thought just hook up. Alex just hook G. Up, beat that. What's happening? I don't well, know. Wait, what did they say these What about days? you, Alex G., the wait, young guy? I thought we turned the page long yeah, no, before. Wait, we're wait. not going first base, second base target anymore, right? I, we, we, just, we, we I just, just Wait, let's hear from Alex here. I'm Alex, a, what's I'm your number? Dad. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a young guy. I, I don't really – I'm not looking for any, you know, stepfather – um, I, I don't want to say privileges, but I, that's not really my cup of tea. So I probably, I probably wouldn't go above like 33, 34 at my current place, maybe. 33, 34, so 10 years. Yeah. yeah. 10 years. Strove through the line of 35. This is great. Both these guys I, actually go you know, like, oh, stepfather, dad sort of thing. I'm like, you know, there can be, you know, confirmed bachelorettes too, like the women who are 
They could be 35 and not be married and not have kids. So they could be 40 for that and still be someone. Stroke, so. These guys would be perfect because we wouldn't go below 33. We, we could here's, just set here's that the deal. problem. Those guys are young where they view the ages of 40-plus as you might as well be dead. Like at, at 23, oh, I come think on. those that's, guys that's kind of – pushing like, it. I just uh, – you know. <laughs> pushing it a little bit. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about Graham Mertz. Is he oh, are his feelings hurt? Kingpin? Does he go? <laughs> Earn your rent. Earn uh, your rent, son. Get your rent paid. Oh, I, I told you, so, Alex. Alex G, pay your rent. <laughs> this is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light, continues live from Lucky's 1313. I'm Jim Rutledge, alongside former Badgers talk, Sal and Derek Engler. And we're talking transfer portal. Caleb Williams did not transfer into the University of Wisconsin. That sign's going to fall again, Marissa, there, uh, as that crashes down. We're going to move that. We're just going to talk on the air here, but we're just going to put that sign down. All righty, so what we're going to do <laughs> – sorry, a sign fell on somebody here twice in the last three minutes. He doesn't look like a fun person that you want to sign to fall on. So, guys, with the transfer portal here, it goes two ways. Was that the our electrician that came over and checked our outlet? He was an electrician. He was just trying to unplug oh. us so he could plug it, charge his phone. Plugged it over me. there. Yeah. You should you told Tarek that. <laughs> so, to the portal. It goes both ways. Mr. Graham Murphy had or getting his feelings at the Badgers for recruiting most likely his replacement. Yeah, we're, what, what, we're I mean, beyond what? that, though. I think he's at a, a spot where he understands this is a, this <laughs> is a business. It just can't be like... He'd have to transfer down at this point, too. Not like to another level, but it would be like going to Iowa... Or I don't even know if Iowa State's down. Going to Northern Illinois or something like he's not going to transfer to another Power Five. No, I a think, real opportunity to compete. I think someone had to, someone maybe that, that 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 could be true, but someone either says, "Hey, I really believe in you. I really believe in you, and I think that just you you've you've had a tough go at it, and you just need to be in another." <laughs> I believe in you, but this other guy, <laughs> I believe in him more. Man, I, I got, I'm excited about you. You know, if, what are you saying right now? I don't know. I'm just saying that like. That's what it's going to take. Like someone just so you you didn't think Paul or the Badger staff believed in. I don't know, man. I feel like the guy's Chuck Knobloch playing second base. Like I think he has talent. I just think he has the yips, and he can't freaking throw the ball unless he has all of the stars aligned. And with those, whatever the stars are to be aligned, I don't think it needs to be that in order to be this. I mean, why? Why? Why does it take? Braylon Allen running everybody over every time for him to be able to complete a pass ten yards. That's really what happened here. When Braylon was running the ball, we were fine. Second half of Minnesota, everything fell apart. Braylon got hurt. All of a sudden, the guy can't throw. What? What is that? Why? Why can't you throw anymore? Braylon got hurt. It's okay. The well, guy's you, still open. Are you? You're still all standing big, up, right? Your pitcher from an offensive. I'm just trying to figure out the guy. But the off, No, I'm talking from a whole offensive game plan. Oh, I thought you were talking about transferring. Right, but and I was just saying, what, why is the guy not? Right, and I'm trying to ask you, what is the reason for it's that? Not the, it's not the scheme. It's not the offense? No. The guy, listen, I watched the Notre Dame game. You were there. We watched the Penn State game. We watched the Michigan game. There were guys open. He didn't. He missed them. Fair so enough. So what, what happened? All of a sudden, Purdue comes in. Braylon's running the ball. He has confidence. He's Now he's connecting. 
So I, I, why does it have to be Braylon? It's not the run game. It's like I feel like it's more the confidence of Braylon gave him confidence. So what? Do, it, it's it, there's something missing here with the guy, like confidence-wise. How do we instill the confidence that? Whether with Braylon or without Braylon, dude, all so, you do, you're there, you're upright, you're not getting pressure. It's no, no throw secret the ball. What, what Minnesota and Row Your Boat did to us. We, yeah, we're we're going to make that. We're going to make that one guy beat us, and we're going to have eight guys in the box every every snap. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I lost. I lost you. But um, the bottom line is though, when Braylon got hurt, he fell down. He did not. He wasn't confident anymore. Early on in the game, he was sketchy, and then Braylon was just out. So and it therefore, had nothing, it to do, Minnesota. No. nothing to do with play calling? or No, it, it has to do with his confidence. Maybe he doesn't have confidence in the play calling. But the head coach doesn't. No, Mertz. Mertz's, Mertz's oh. success, I believe, was how tied you, to Braylon. How do you call plays, though, if your quarterback is so fragile that if the – Well, that's, well, that's, that's my question. But that's, your, that's your coach's issue. But I'm just saying, I'm watching when Braylon's running the ball, he's at least connecting – Taking what the, the defense gives him, then all of a sudden, Braylon's out. He doesn't. He's is, all right. I'm sorry. It, does, we're overestimating Graham it, even at his best. Here. I, I agree. I, 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 I can't. Up. I can't hear you because you have. There. Yeah. There you. Yeah. Well, do you hear? You were us now? there before. No. All now right. I do. Okay. All there right. We go. Wait. You're overestimating what? Graham at hurts. his best. You're at his best. I agree with I that. hundred. Well, sooner or later, thousand percent. I'm, well, I'm giving the half glass fullest. Approach here. I mean, over the course of an entire this season, this class is empty. Graham Mertz completed. Uh, let's see here. I mean, we don't even have to go back to this again. Fifty-nine. Well, why is he playing? Graham Mertz completed. That's 50- why is he even in the lineup? Graham Mertz. <laughs> Great question. I'm arguing the player that's in okay. in the lineup, but the Graham starting Mertz quarterback. Until he's not, then we don't. Then when he's out, when he's out, we don't have to talk about him. Okay. Graham Mertz completed fifty-nine percent of his passes for one thousand nine hundred fifty yards and ten touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Oof. I mean, there's, there's not yeah, really a stretch so if there he's, that he was If he's good. behind the, the center, we, we should talk about him, right? And I should evaluate that. Until you give me another quarterback, well, then I, I'm just trying to, well, I'm trying think, to, I'm think, trying to figure it out. We, it's transcended to evaluating who's putting that player under center. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's just call it out on the table here. Yeah. When we're 13th in the league. Tarek. In passing. In yep, passing. I'm with you. Uh, how long are we going to stick with him? Honestly, the only time he's good is if he throws less than 20 passes in a game. And that's not even guaranteed. But the only time the numbers are even respectable are less than 20 passes we, in the game. Can you identify those games? Rutgers. And by the way, <laughs> uh, to your point, Tarek, if, if the backups can't compete, we, then there's even bigger problems. Like when the Badgers beat Iowa, he was 11-22 for 100 yards and a touchdown. I know it's not good. It's not great, but it's, a, it's at least he at least he did enough, the bare minimum. Barely the bare against Army, so, he was those eight moved, of fifteen moved for one hundred and ten yards. It, what was Army? Eight of fifteen. You think he's playing for Army with those numbers? So I got to yeah, no, that was that was so, just absolutely so terrible. Would you say just the the personnel maybe for Jack that that had him have a really good successful career at Notre Dame? What? Or coaching, no. or both, or combination. No, I just think Jack. You're right. Jack is more capable. He's got more. I mean, but Jack went through, but, but he struggled here. He struggled what, that's early. My, that's my point. He struggled early. Yeah, that's my point. So then he goes to Notre Dame, and God. nobody expected yeah, but, the way he was going to play but, on the field. But, so bad this year, Bert. Hold, hold Eight of fifteen against about, Michigan. Talk, I know. Ten of nineteen for hundred yards against Illinois. Well, oh God! Listen, 
But though Jack Cohn's interesting, yards in college? interesting story. Jack's Jack struggled early on at Wisconsin. I remember the Northwestern game, and yeah. and and then we went to Purdue. Okay, but here's here's the point too. He he had handcuffs on him, right? And then in the second half, we were down by 18. The handcuffs came off, and we started throwing the ball. Was it the fact that he had handcuffs on all year early on in that year that he was bad, or the fact that he didn't have grasp of the offense? Then all of a sudden in Purdue. He found the grasp in the second half, or was it that just coach let him go? And, All right. I don't know. At Wisconsin, 2019 as a starter, Jack Cohn was basically double the player Graham Mertz was. 2000 what? Nine, uh, 2019. 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, oh. 27,000 or 2,070 yards passing, and 70% completion percentage. Yeah. Yeah. And it, what was the year that uh, – that Hornybrook was a starter, and then he took over. 18. 18. 60% yeah, so 18, of his passes, five touchdowns, three interceptions, five uh, or 15 yeah. yards. Great 19. I mean. Yeah, 19 uh, was great. And no, Rudy, 18, Rudy started 18 doing, was the learning. Way, Rudy started doing some stuff with him. and you know That was the Rose Bowl year. Yeah. No, it was yes, not. It was. it was the Orange Bowl, wasn't it? No, 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 no. 19? No, 19 was. Did we lose Ro- to Michigan? No, no, we lost to somebody. Oregon. Yeah, I think you would have been right. Yeah, yes, you were yeah, right. Yep, yep. You are absolutely Finally, right. right for once in my life. Um, but, the, you know, I think Orny that. Is I just think that, I don't know. Paul put Paul put a lot of investment in him. He made a lot of mistakes. Well, All his mistakes. Being, if you want to transcend. Optimism, 2019 is not that long ago, and that's capable quarterback play. Yeah. Like, yeah, but his 18 was. His 18. Well, he's struggling yeah, halfway yeah, through the year. I mean, I know, but that's but that's the, the philosophy is that you struggle and then you learn and then all of a sudden you have a nineteen. Graham Mertz has had it, an how many, 18 how many and years a do we got to struggle though? Well, Graham here, Mertz, but, but here's the thing: he had COVID, right? The COVID year, which doesn't count. Last year he struggled. A year, a whole year of, of COVID. I mean, no, but that was COVID. six games. It was terrible. It was a terrible year. So I'm just saying, half glass full. Well, he struggled during that year. The mental psyche of this quarterback. And, uh, in and a then, COVID year, he should excel because there's no fans, no well, whatever. pressure. He's throwing 400 passes yeah, but, in college football. I, what, all right, I'm just. I'll give you my selling point is that he, he struggled during the COVID year, which he, whatever that is, take that off the table, and then you go to last year. Wait, I think he was better in his COVID year. All right, fine. But I'm just saying, though, like, he had nine point. touchdowns, five interceptions. I'm saying, if I'm Paul, this is what I'm selling you on. I'm selling on the fact that he last year's first, first full season, he showed that he, he glimpses Paul, that he could do if it. If you're Paul, when are you done selling to, to nobody that's taking? Well, I don't know. I gotta how, go. how does he I gotta, sell him to Bobby Ingram? Because I, I don't have here. anybody else. How does he sell well, him to Bobby that's, Ingram? Okay, fair enough, right? Yeah. Well, then we got recruiting issues. All right, we do, but he's still our guy. <laughs> and you're paying me five million, so you have back a, off. Let's talk about that on the other side. Let's talk about that on the other side. You have a new OC. Well, is he? If we see fifty-five in camp, uh, five million's going away. Is the uh, offense coordinator calling the plays? Is, that, is he going to call we'll the plays? Is he going to redesign the offense? Did you have, we'll talk about is, the other side. What's, what's going on? You, you should know. You're the media guy. I Come do on. know. We talk about the other side. All right, Radio we'll tees. talk about it. Metro Kia Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light. Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light. We are live from Lucky's 1313. The Mertz apologist does not have his headset on at the moment. He's a man of the people. What did we order? We had some food here from Lucky's 1313. What did we order? 
Well, uh, right away, dry rub wings. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, the four different dry rubs. The the sweet maple bacon, one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, the jerk, of course. Uh, ranch, and then the fourth one, Cajun. Okay, all Sounds four. Good. Yeah. yeah, six Sounds each. Very good. Tark nice. love, probably uh, 18. You and I will split three. <laughs> uh, that's why I got a Cubano. Yeah. Well, I got just a I, – I made – make my own burger, bacon cheeseburger here. Nice. Food looks great, but it was a little heavier than I wanted to go for the burgers. Like they, Tark's they, discombobulated right now. You want to put your – Oh, I did. Hold on here. Oh, they're spreading COVID. There we go. It's changing headsets. Guys, your ears are sweaty. They're it's like your headset. No, they came off your ears. You took the wrong you think one. I made them yeah, that you warm. Sweat them in that that much. Oh my in god! The, the they were hotter seconds. than they were. Thirty seconds. They were hotter than they were. In Thirty seconds. You think I warmed them up like that? I don't know. You just felt your own body it's heat like back on there. Talking about so, the older ladies we were trying to get with. Yes, Grant Burns. Ears sweaty. <laughs> no, where's go? He got all excited talking about Grant Burns. Oh, they were hotter than they were. <laughs> no, uh, Tark and all worked up talking Grant Burns. Just uh, you get. I'm trying to help him, man. All right, we did this at nauseum. So sorry. So it's okay. transfer portal isn't closed. I, I love the I, I love the optimism, but I I kind of close the door unless I see like, and I don't know if we're going to see it from a Bobby Ingram because I don't think he's going to be holding the play card. I don't think he's bringing in an RPO package. I don't think any of that's happening. I, I, I do think though. You, I think you gotta, he's I think got a we, set of eyes I, and he's got I experience. Agree. I was just going there, Tarek. I absolutely agree. He's got experience. And 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 at, at the higher level, he he's going to be able to to do some things, but I I don't necessarily. Th- see, we're doing a whole revamp of the offense. Well, here's what Bobby had to say come in, and I don't know from what I see, they're not they're not like fully. Has anybody out asked there. who's called the place yet? <laughs> I know he just got out on campus, so but. I don't think there's been a press conference. I could be, I think it's just a statement. That would be out. literally my first question. Becoming an offensive coordinator is a big step. This is Bobby Ingram. But it's all about this being a good fit. I believe Wisconsin and our philosophies are the same. I appreciate this. I appreciate the way this program runs the ball. I love the way they play defense. My focus will be on elevating the offense to help us win games. Running the football is important. Using the play action. Being multiple and doing different things offensively. Uh, but doing them well. He wants to bring a fresh look to the offense. With his own sense of creativity that's been proven successful here. So he's been great to – he's had fortune enough to work around great players, great coaches in the NFL and at Pittsburgh and with the, with um, with Paul over there as well. So it sounds like – and the tight end, he wants to get back involved. He, they had it at the Ravens with Mark Andrews. Uh, they've had it, obviously, Wisconsin. They've had it where he's played in the NFL. Like, he wants to get the tight end uh, back involved. They've been a key to the offense really everywhere that he is – he has been, with whether it's a player or a coach, Bobby Ingram. Can you hear me? This is the offensive coordinator. Is, We're talking is, about being a tight ends coach right now. No, it's oh. just no. They wait. Who said this? This is some projection from the. This top. is like Captain Obvious. Are you kidding me? The tight end is like <laughs> is the beacon of our pass. It we, hasn't been Jake. It's called right. Jake Ferguson, but he, it's not. I mean, the beacon. But we're trying to get the ball to him every minute. What are you talking about? We didn't hire this guy to go. He's not saying tight ends. I know, They're but this, whoever the, this publication is, is, is a joke. The tight ends have not. It's not. Been. It's a joke. That's a joke. Because we, we we all know that we want the tight end. Why are you so we, we've had. I know. This. It just pisses me off because we've been 
because we're, we're trying to get the offense better, not worry about the tight end. We already know that. We need a quarterback to perform but, but, better. But what Jim is saying, uh, uh, if I'm understanding this right from Bobby's an article. Yeah. Yeah, quote, that he wants to put the emphasis on getting the tight end back involved because it hasn't been, and it should have been, especially with a player like Jake Ferguson. Now, as far as the That's depth, similar. as far as the depth, I put that up Mickey Turner. We have not recruited uh, as well as we should have, especially at that position. At one point, Jake, we're considered know, a tight end. We, Jake's great, but there should have been more, and there should be guys lined up before you'd have Jake and then like three other really good players. Yeah, all I know is Bobby Ingram has a lot more to offer than allow us to know about the tight ends. Can you not so. get – you're focusing on the most, the, the smallest and dumbest part of the whole article. You said they want to be multiple. Run right. play. It's running this Badger offense with, a new, with his – to it. And trying to now it doesn't say play calling, but it sounds like he wants to take what he learned from Paul and has learned from Greg Roman in uh, at Baltimore and learned from I don't know who the OC was, uh, but under obviously Bobby Petrino or not Bobby Joe Paterno, excuse me, out out at Penn well, State. Let me ask you two a question. Like that's what let me ask to you two a question right now. Do you yeah. really think that the Badgers' offense is going to change with this hire, uh, offensive coordinator? I, you're going to see. My, I want to know. I want to. I, well, I want to know. I, I, here, don't here, give me this. Here, here, I want to know what you guys here, think. Here's the deal. Until the quarterback, and I'll give you what I think. Until the quarterback can gain confidence and execute the offense at 100. percent I don't think he's executing Paul's offense at the at the optimal level. He's not going to be able. To, you know, all of a sudden, 10, Coach Ingram is going to bring in a whole nother level of. Of ask, ten to fifteen percent, nothing major. I think they'll be no, but like they'll be maybe yeah, in how many times they use this I play think, to that play. I, the playbook's not changing. I agree. I think but maybe there's a, different plays he pulls I, out. I believe we got Paul Chris here with six quarters lights. He tell you, dude, I I'm not I'm running forty percent of my offense. Right. Look, we know that we've seen Paul's offense look different. We had Monte Ball on the show with us the other day, and he said, "Hey, when Brett was here." Brett didn't coach the defense or the offense or the special teams. He just recruited and was the face of the program. He's like, Paul ran that whole offense. So all that success here, all those creative that's plays, fair statement. that was Paul. He wasn't saying it as a negative. He was just saying as a coach. Like, that's how Brett yeah. ran things. Paul ran that offense. That offense was doing things. That would still work now. So you're probably right. Again, it goes back to chicken or the egg. Quarterback ain't here. I think Bobby's going to try to run the offense that Paul was able to run when he was here. If Paul could just go back, if Paul can be what be the, like, to step away and let Bobby run it, and Paul can look at the whole program. That would probably be a, a little That'd better. Be a good thing. Uh, it's Plus, a, it's a big question. I think successful coaches. This is just me, and we talked about this in general. Successful coaches at all levels have to be building a, to me, a, a culture for the entire team, and not just being great game planners. That's the, a fair statement. Out, like Matt Lafleur is an out. Like he has great game plan. But still, what he did in Green Bay is changed the culture there as well. But if you forgot about special teams. It's the only True. Problem. But that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, Goody. You that, gotta Your GM's got to build the bottom of the roster for the special teams in the NFL. you gotta you got to activate the right guys. No, but I think there's a little bit of, like, defensive coaches are more special teams geared. They treat it, special teams, as defense, where the offensive coaches. Yeah, totally true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that, that goes back for it, decades. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. There's a neglect there. And I'm glad, by the way, to LaFleur's credit, he did take accountability yes, right dude. afterwards. Yeah. So give him, yeah. give him but like, getting culturally, back to the he's yeah, doing he, a good he's job. Like, obviously, I've, I hired the wrong guy yeah. and the third facet of the game. Yeah, and so Paul... Well, he didn't say that, but he well, said no, it was, it was but, his deal. So Paul allowed... He, he yeah, got but, fired. I know. But, <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. enough. Paul. So back to the Badgers here. Yeah. Paul allowed... Seems to allow Jim Leonard to do the defense. That's all his. 
So I think Paul would be in better shape to let Bobby, even if, like, I don't, Paul call him plays or not, but let Bobby run the team. And so Paul can have a better, better picture feel for this let team. Let Bobby run the team. The offense. Like, Do you think that would happen? He's got to, right? At least year by year. It doesn't have to be all year one. But he's got to let Bobby make the call at quarterback and make the call at starters, right? Otherwise, what are you hiring him for? That, well, how about That's, recruiting? I would, yes. I, I would go like heavy on that. I hope he's ready to recruit. I hope he's ready to get on the road. Well, yeah, his, he's coming from the to NFL. Your point earlier, if he's he not make, ready to get on the road and get after it, oh, then, he's then, a young guy. I mean, no, but his son sure. is at, his young son's at. I know, UW. but yeah, yeah, but, yeah, no, yeah but you don't have to. You don't the, have to recruit in the there, NFL. There's a deal. So, you know, it's, you're going it's, in there. He did coach in, at Pitt. Too. It doesn't I know, but matter. You five years off, and it you were like in the NFL. You get comfortable now. You get comfortable in just coaching and doing what you do and coaching technique and fundamentals. Are you kidding me? You you add this recruiting aspect, like Tark said. He Tark said it. You better be ready. I think he is. You, we you know better. we know he could do it. He's, I mean, he has all the ability. So you just better be out there. Our recruiting needs to take another another whole like huge leap. Yeah, you know, we're not. I know we're not big recruit. I think this this class this year was like. Yeah, but, okay, we'll, we'll give we'll give a mulligan. Yeah. We'll give a mulligan. There's not a lot of players in the class. Last year they were top twenty. So the. Does so those just, players better develop? Yeah, it's fine. But you have one. You, you have less recruits. You may not be rated as high. So it's just one year. But if you're, you're top twenty, you, you get a. We've never. I, I'm not worried about that. I know, but the bottom of the Big Ten, no matter what, they've never been there, and they're at the bottom. But we of the didn't. Big Ten. Did you but, celebrate? We were top twenty in the country last year. I last, but yeah, last year. You got to develop that, those guys. Where I are know, those I know. Well, yeah. but, dude, they were freshmen. Let's just let them. Let them. They're all. Doing their thing, man. There's two old linemen kind of coming up the ranks. In yeah, that they're going to be fine. Absolutely Jeez, dominate. This guy. He's like, what have you done for me lately? Like, just the last I, two I years get have it. been crap. Badger fans are. I'm, I want to speak. What do you mean crap? Fans. The record or the recruiting class? Record. I don't know recruits. Yeah, so just relax. You, you were talking about recruiting. We're not talking about the record. You right, were talking well, about recruiting. That's, this is why I'm upset though, because they go hand in hand. Where we no, they don't because you recruit guys and then they develop and in three years you don't you don't there's different correlations here. That's a you, tough. The, the, that's a tough way to live. You're gonna have down years. You have to find ways to, to make that two years. Successful programs. Wisconsin has best when of developing guys within two years. Borland arrived and played. Did you? Yeah. He made an impact year one. Taylor made an impact year. One. You need more guys making. Doesn't have to be full on massive impacts, but more impacts in two years, not three. Three years is kind of a way of the past. You got to bump but it up. You understand. Uh, you understand. We, have, we we are we had the best running back in America almost last year. Yeah. We had the best defense right in America. So what are you talking about? What are you talking? We have the we, best defense in America. Dave. Second, third. What? No, no. You no? give me stats all you want. Oh, no, they're not. Okay. They're not up. They're not. They were good last year. They're a very good defense. So it was number one defense in the country. If they're playing in the Big Ten, get out of here. They're top ten defense overall. You got to account for the crap right, so, that they play. But, uh, well, they're a very good defense. You, you, so, you, so you're completely dismissing the Big Ten. I said I'm saying the Badgers are a top ten. You, yeah, you, you want to call them top defense in the country? You're asking about Absolutely. recruiting. No, no. They're not the best team. They hey. were not the best defense in the country last year. They were not. Uh, Georgia's better. I would say that Alabama's not, better. Georgia was not better. No way. Was Alabama better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put Alabama in the, the Big secondary Ten. Is really good. The secondary is really good. Our secondary is average. That's the problem. Yeah, the front seven is the best in the country. The ba- again, all I'm saying is the Badgers. Front were seven top. is the best in the country. The front seven it's is hard to say. The it Big is. Ten 
The it Badgers is. played a crap schedule. Well, at 60 yards, I don't care who you play. I mean, well, even I mean, even an Army. Army, they lead the, the country in rushing for a reason. No matter who they play, Notre Dame or whatever. They Look, were not, the Badgers are not hey, the best defense in the hey, country. They just weren't. At the end. Overall, I would agree. Yeah. But st- statistically, hey, if I, you I, love I, your stats, they were. No, I always point out that those stats are BS. Can I tell you this? Okay. Point out there's hey, BS. Talent-wise, only, only thing we're missing. Whatever fits the narrative. We're missing a quarterback. Right, and maybe a receiver. Squeeze an area of saying you're the, the best defense in the country. Look, I did not. Their conference. I did not say they were no. the best. I said statistically, recruiting wise, though, what were we missing last year? A like quarterback stars. and a receiver. That's it. That's a lot. There's two players. They're not here now, at least not on paper. I know. There's no. I know, but you're here. asking about recruiting. Overall, we've done a good job. We, we've got the the wins are not there. No, but you're just talking about recruiting. You were no. talking about recruiting. You, but also, you, but you 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 go to like the wins of last year, the last two years. No, they're not there. But you want to talk about players? We have players, right? But we haven't seen a lot of them. The guys we saw last year, we saw Keanu Benton. You okay. saw J- Braylon Allen. You wide receiver. You saw, saw a bunch of old you guys. Saw Nick Herbert. You saw guys who were like old. I know, but I just said two positions: quarterback and receiver. Yeah. Right. But I'm Tars pointing got it down. Other than that, tight end last now, year. Now tight end you don't well, have now. No, right now you don't have now, tight end. You don't have wide receiver. Good. Sure. I know, but you're, you're not really. Defense, you're, you're not. You but you're not making a very good case, Jim. I'm making a great case. That the we're team not recruiting. is crap. If the team was good, they'd be recruiting better. That's my case. The team's record is crap. If they were a better team, they'd I have know, more wins. Our, and they'd have more wins. I'm talking about the body of work. You're talking about this year. So last two years, crap. The worst we've, we've seen at We're top twenty in the country in recruiting. I don't care about that. But no, but you, wins you, and losses. you go one way or the other. You don't ever like keep I'm it consistent. I'm going wins and losses. They're okay, the I thought we were talking about recruiting. Forever. You're but you're talking, the stars guy. You're the guy who rates the deal. You guys talk about the stars. You rate the class. You talk to you out of stars? You talk about the stars. Oh, okay. Well, then wait, why didn't we have a party? We should we should celebrate that. Yeah, we absolutely. I'm about wins and losses. Wait, Can this we win? is the first admission I've heard of this. I've never been in the stars. All I said is stars. Wait, give, no, no, give, no, no, you're no. backpedaling. All st- stars. You talked me out of stars, stars. too. No. You talked me out of stars, too. I've never stars, been into stars. No, it was stars. You literally said that in right. matter of 60 seconds. Stars give fans some sort of baseline understanding of what's coming in. Coaches don't recruit on stars, and I've agreed with you that from, from the beginning. But stars allow fans some sort of understanding what's happening. That's all. Yeah, you know, and I I agree. Um, it's, our, it's the only way we can wrap our brain around. And I, I look at what Bob Bostad's walking into with with stars everywhere in his unit, and uh, what I what I kind of it's pretty interesting because they're they're Joe Rudolph recruits, but they they got some you know what in their neck, and uh, they they might be able to handle a Bob Bostad uh, coaching temperament and philosophy and everything else which is different than Rudy's there's some similarities they're different of course um, but uh, I, I it's gonna be fun to watch a couple of these young bucks because they, they are they, they are they Malman and or uh, not Malman uh, yeah is it Malman uh, and the other guy ghetto Ohio yes I mean yeah. uh, Hayden Rucci yes thank you but anyways we can't make Jim happy so win Win, yeah, win. Everything's good, but if you want to just break it down to recruiting and and, and different positions, you know, we could talk so about that. We'll see what recruiting is because the Badgers lost some good defensive players. Now we're going to see some guys step up. You're right, defensively, 
Again, we're, we're splitting hairs and I'll get into it. They yeah. are a team. They seem to be able to fill year after year under Jim Leonard. They're recruiting, the coaching, they match, they're developing the players. We're not talking defense, though. So. But I'm saying, you're yeah. right. Defensively, not. Offensively, yeah, they're not. Either it's the players when, or when it's you, the when you have When you have the best offensive line in the country, and I'm biased, but, but when you don't have an RPO package and, and, and all week you're in a film room looking at a defense you're not going to face, and you're you're going against a scout team trying to they're trying to do stuff. I mean, you're not practicing against anything that you're going to see. And there's not an offensive line in the country that does this because we have zero RPO package. We're going to line up back in the eye. We're going to do what we're going to do, right? Yeah. Uh, Braylon, Braylon will run them over. I'm not. I'm not arguing. But, but yeah, but Braylon say, will run them over. 1996, Tarek. I mean, we yeah. we, we going, were lucky. We were fortunate this, to be able to do that. I love 1996. Go, going into next 48 year, forty-eight attempts a game yeah. with Creed. Ryan. Remember Creed? Oh, Wait. Oh. <laughs> so going into next year, we know the Badgers can block for Braylon Allen, and he can run the football. He's they you know they got one running back and a bunch of offensive linemen. We got questions to death behind there. No wide receiver answers, and no tight end answers, and no quarterback answers. Now they might all develop, and they might all happen. But that's what we're looking at in the next year. There's a lot. You're right. The offensive line under Bostad with that talent, absolutely kick ass. And Braylon Allen. But you look at that, right? The offensive line. Man, that's solid. We got Braylon Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. This is another but MG3 like you said, it's not JT 19, deal. Yes. But it's and, not 1996. So they got to figure I out know. how to do I mean, it's like, how like, can we not get some. Like a somebody that can throw the ball and somebody that can catch the ball and run down the field. I don't know what happened to Danny Davis. Fell off the map. Really disappointed in that whole situation. That's tough. Well, but, it wasn't a good year for receivers. He didn't have a – I mean, yeah, he just went, it, it, it went nobody, to a funk. I mean, New Mexico State. But then it's at Ohio State, uh, Illinois at home, at Northwestern, at Michigan State, Purdue at home. Maryland home at Iowa at Nebraska, and then home Minnesota. There's some there, there's some games in there. Sure, this it's a good season. I mean, good schedule. Yeah, I mean at Michigan State, at Ohio State, at Northwestern, <laughs> and at um, Iowa is not great, but it's not impossible. But you're gonna have to throw the ball to win at those games. Is my point. Yeah, more than ten more than ten completed passes for hundred. It was yards. a debacle. I mean, it, it, this year was absolute. When it came to the passing game, it was. Uh, it was inept. It was painful to it watch. Was inept. It was. It was like we all got mad. At least I got at some point I mean, just it mad just watching it. Like ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, listen, you got to take what the defense gives you. Just play pass. No, play catch. Right. We're way beyond what take what, the, we, what? we can't. No, but take, we, we didn't though. No, we the did defense not. will give us something, and we'll give it back to them. I know that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Though. What do you mean? All right. I'm, well, I'm agreeing with you. I said you got to be able to complete a pass that's ten yards. There wow. we go. All right, we'll come back. No. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. Are you ready for the Thursday Night Drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. Welcome back. Hour number two of Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. I'm Jim Rutledge. 
We are live at Lucky's 1313. Our food has arrived, so maybe we'll make this a shorter segment, but we are going to talk at least a little bit now here. We'll let Tark chew his food completely before he puts his headset on. <laughs> As we're going to move off the Badgers, move to the NFL. And Brian Flores created a pretty big, um, what's the word here, news cycle with a couple different things that came out from his time. Dropped a bomb. Yeah, a couple bombs here. And I want to start with the text exchange from Bill Belichick. That's kind of what opened us all up between uh, Brian Flores and Bill Belichick. Now, this is the type, so Belichick, he's coached with Dobble, he's coached with Flores. So Bill Belichick shoots thinking he's messaging Brian Dobble that this message, but he said sends it to Brian Flores. Sounds like you've landed. Congratulations. Did you hear something I didn't? Giants question mark. So then Flores replies back, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Belichick, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York that you're their guy. Hope it works out if you want it too. And uh, Flores replies, that's definitely what I want. Hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Dobble? Just making sure. And then he, Belichick replies, sorry, I effed this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Dobble. I'm sorry about that, BB. Thanks, Bill, is what Flores replies back. Now, that text message is in the lawsuit. Yeah, that's, alleging, that's honest, like, whatever. We it's all, not anything against Belichick. Yeah. It's could be, in theory, construed as true proof that teams are using the not using the Rooney rule as intended where these are token interviews with minority yeah, candidates. Yeah, but we already, we are, we've already all known that. Yeah, but there's never been any proof of it. And well, for what, his I, for Flores's case, if he can prove that teams are discriminating by not allowing people of color to interview before they even have these jobs. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying this is the case he's bringing that that is a text message that is damning because it shows another team in Minnesota almost did the same thing with Jim Harbaugh, where they had Jim Harbaugh in, seemed to have all the paperwork ready to go, and then they brought in Patrick Graham, an African-American coach from the Giants, for an interview, and then they were all set to hire Harbaugh. Something fell through at the last minute. So good organizations like the Steelers. Uh, and, and look, the Giants, I don't think this is anything. Here's the simple part of it. The Giants GM was in Buffalo. He wants Brian Dobble. Everyone assumed that was going to happen, and that's – that's what's happened there. But at the same time, the Giants and other teams are not following the rules that were put in place by the Rooney Rule, which, oh, by the way, landed the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, because by all accounts, they've admitted they were thought they were going to be hiring Mike Munchak uh, back in the day, and instead they went with Tomlin because once they interviewed him, they said, oh, my God, we got to hire this guy. So that's not – I don't know if that's necessarily racism, but that's well, there, there tricky. needs to be a change, Tark, and I talked about this before the show – at the head coach, at the front office level, you know, uh, it, you know, I don't, I don't know if you want to get into percentages. I think we looked, we saw a stat, forty uh, percent or so of assistant coaches in the NFL are African American. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty good yeah. number. Um, a lot know, of our defensive but, coaches, the post-offensive coaches. That's something they've said before. And teams have been trying to hire offensive coaches more than defensive okay, coaches. Okay, great. Well, that's I, not on purpose. I don't, yeah, that's yeah. just a trend of the league. So just another example of. Well, maybe you have more uh, former players that are on defense that go into coaching. Right. I don't I don't. No, know. No, it's, it's but, just a, a trend that 
it's not anyone's fault. It's just the way it goes. Teams are now hiring more offensive coaches. There's not as many offensive coaches who are people of color. Yeah. yeah. So I, if they just looked at you know leadership, though, there there could be a a better effort to get a more diverse leadership from the GM president. I mean, it should at least be ten percent. I don't know. I don't know if the, from if you talk president, GM, and head coach, is it even ten well, percent? Well, here's another thing. For example, no, so it's not it's not Chicago, and I'm not saying they're perfect. They there's been these diversity boards within the league. Chicago, their owner George McCaskey has been very involved in this, and it's George McCaskey, white man, Ted Phillips, the president. And what did he do though? When they went through their search, they had Bill Polian come in, but they also brought in former Badger. We know him well. Lamar Soup Campbell and another person of color, Tanasha Wade, they brought them into the interview process. They were some of the people asking the questions. So then all of a sudden, like, hey, we went out of our way to make sure that there's representation in these meetings. Coincidental, not coincidental, the Bears hired their first African-American general manager. Yep. But they brought people of color into the process. They didn't have the titles to be in the process, but they said, hey, we value your leadership, we value your opinion, let's bring you into the process. But that's, a, that's an effort made. That doesn't mean that other teams are racist. Well, it just means you have so to make the extra effort. A couple things here. On the process, right, you're a, you're a billion-dollar organization. You could honor the process so that the Belichick deal doesn't leak. And I don't know, you know, it's hard for me to believe this is a one-off, right, that Belichick just so happened to know. I think everybody knew what it was. And if you're going to follow a process, it can't be, you know, back-of-the-napkin type deal here. You got to you got to do it the right way. You almost you, you got to have a, a process that's honored, and it's not. So that's that's one fault. And then as far as diversity goes, like, dude, you're the NFL. You could make this happen. This is not, you know, where you you've got to have. I mean, I get having a process. So, but so, you just you just just right. freaking hire. I, I don't want to be in hire and create a diverse workforce. Yeah, to the Rooney Rule, you know, and it is what it is, and they they need to obviously really look at that revamp it stuff my my deal was like this is like a ticking time bomb when you have an nfl owner apparently bribing a head coach to lose or tank games like when i heard this i'm like this is this is unbelievable scandalous yeah, but i think rutledge's point earlier was that it's well, alleged. we said this off the air there's no i'm not saying this belichick text message is proof of anything outside of that maybe the Giants had already made their decision. This is far more alleged. But to your point, what you're talking about, in this lawsuit, Brian Flores says that he was incentivized from Stephen Ross $100,000 per loss if if they lost. And also that Ross was almost upset with him with each win. So not only was he... Has the GM admitted that he told Flores that the owner was upset that he was winning games. I'm very curious about that one. You now you you start getting subpoenaed. This is going to happen. You, you know, guys are going to have to testify. It's going to be really interesting. This is a, this is beyond like Pete Rose. This is it, this just, is a whole different it, it kinda, deal now. It, it kind of shows like a loser franchise. The culture that was built there. Yeah, I mean, you you're not you you cannot be. You're hedging your team if you want to build a winning franchise. Well, that is like absolutely. We've talked a, about ownership before. And actually, somebody that doesn't really understand what does Evan Cohen say about this? I would love to hear what he says because he's down there and he's in the mix. So Evan Cohen now lives in New York, but 
Uh, well, I've yeah, but we was Sirius down XM, there I'm just setting up Sirius XM radio host. He's probably down there because it's cold up north today. Yeah, maybe. I'd be Sirius down XM there. radio host uh, doesn't is not a full time host anymore in West Palm Beach, but still part of our West Palm Beach office. Just setting up here for our fans, and it seems like down there everyone's taking this all with a grain of salt because you kind of have to. You can't just jump in and bury an owner right now because there's no proof. Cleveland has the same issue. Hugh Jackson is now saying that Cleveland had a similar thing in place, that they were incentivized to lose, to get the pick, to kind of get this high-end pick. Now, the thing that – here's where, unless there's a – Yeah, but Hugh Jackson was really – that was gray. Yeah. Brian Flores was like, this is exactly how it went down. here's the gray area where Flores is going to struggle is that they – were incentivized loop, but they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they signed a veteran to play over the rookie. Like some of the moves that were made by GM, blind team, it's not trying to lose. So, if Stephen Ross did this, if he has any sense, he's gone out of his way to make sure that this is protected, and there's no proof of it. I wouldn't be shocked at all if this is happening, but I would be floored at the stupidity of someone like Stephen Ross if there's any sort of paper trail to anything. We all can look at a lot of different things. In the news, in politics, everywhere, there's a lot of things we know happen. How do you prove it? Unless you're having a commission, and maybe there will be, people are only going to believe what they want to believe. That's that's America at this point. Is there any legitimacy to the strategy of doing that? Doing what? Tanking. Do you think it's even like, would you ever even fathom that? How do you do it in the NFL? Well, you pay, you pay the coach to fail. No, That's how, how do the it. players not get killed? Or how is a coach going to do that good conscience and not get his players nah, killed? No, you got to do it. There, there's intricate ways I could imagine through a game plan. Well, it's like, how do you lose a game? Yeah, point I mean, spread. You know, the NFL games Fumble are too the tight. They're too tight. They're too tight. It doesn't take much to screw something up. Where, where the, the tables flip, where you're, you're losing that game. Same it doesn't McCarthy take much. It. You, you, you could. You can literally go into a game and say we're gonna we're gonna battle and we're gonna fight and you know in the fourth quarter we're gonna do you know change the game plan whatever I mean it, it, there's a variety of ways that you could it's so close the individual players are playing for their own careers they, yeah, they're in, they're in a contract here they're this they're that they're they're fighting for themselves but what, what happens if you if you take a guy and put him on IR how do you how do you well, not yeah that's different if you you put a bunch Florida, of guys though, on IR. The players aren't stupid. How do you not lose a locker room? There's reports. Look, Monte Ball said in Denver, that Super Bowl, people don't understand why Brian Gase all of a sudden changed the entire game plan, or Adam Gase, excuse me, in the Super Bowl, running zone offense concepts against a team that plays man-to-man in the Yeah, but you might Seahawks, lose his team, but versa. Ross, obviously, or whoever yeah, the owner Flores is. Yeah, cares. So, like, why would know, a coach be incentivized to do it even? I know, but the Flores, the coach is doing what the his boss tells, tells him to do. Yeah, and he's going to pay him for it. How do you? How do you? How do you not? You should stop and push back, but I just don't know how you keep. You're going to lose your job in the long run, regardless, because if your team quits on you. No, I know. We got to target some of these wings. I I had one. You had one. You had one. I, I know how that. I goes. had a late lunch. I'm good. We'll, we'll come back. We'll wow, t- we'll who's take a, this guy? I know. We'll take a break. This is Metro Kia's Thursday night drive presented by Coors Light. Lipstick can be wrong. My summer, summer, my sweet summer is gone. My sweet summer is gone. 
the weather outside the day we met Blue was the color of skies the day she left Short was the time we had, it was the best Cause long were the nights we spent with no rest I met her on a Friday, she left on a Monday Wrote me a letter, said she hoped to see me someday We had a good time, I can't deny that You could be my sunshine Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive Presented by Coors Light Jim Rutledge with you alongside Derek Engler and Tarek Sala. We are live from Lucky's 1313. Man, I miss these dry rub Maybe wings. Look, look, look at Tarek Sala. Wow! Hey, buddy. That's this guy's good balance. got three right there. drinks in his hand there uh, as he's being a good teammate, bringing uh, some Coors Light to everyone. Yeah. How's the food? What'd you have? So I, I had uh, the Cubano sandwich. Yep. Great. Excellent. The dry uh, rub wings are fantastic. Light up. I did a build-your-own burger there. So I did a bacon cheeseburger here. Fantastic. I love the burgers here, but a little heavier than I wanted to eat this lake because they do like they, I know, their burgers I'm are very the same extravagant. Thing right now. I mean, you know, COVID, you don't, you don't can't, you can't you lose ate, your diet and you stuff. You ate like Tark Salad. I know, and I haven't eaten today. I had some oatmeal this morning or something, and that was it. And I'm like, man, I this literally, and I'm looking at him. He's like, I'm good. I had some water and some celery earlier. <laughs> no, I, I, I ate a late lunch. I did. I, and I, I love the wings, though. I'm just going to eat the wings all day, and I don't get filled up, and I feel good. Coors Light, and we're ready to rock. All right, so we were talking the the Ross situation from Flores. You know, did he, didn't he pay $100,000 per loss? I guess I'll ask you guys this on it. Would that surprise you if it happened? What? No, why would he make it up? No, I'm not saying he made it up. I'm just saying that having... Yeah, but uh, you you know where something like an accusation like so valid, it's ridiculous. No, but he's saying, though, like, can you you fathom, can you see an owner doing this? Like, Like, does that blow your mind that it happened? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. This is why I've been, I've been like pounding on the table, guys. I'm like, do you realize how this is an NFL owner? This is unprecedented. Would this, this be enough? Not, I mean, that it's been called out like this. Would it be enough to force him to sell a team if you're the NFL? I think so. You know, what I, you if, know if, why? If there was a videotape, done. He's done. Or any sort of paper trail. Hey, right. you know what this is? Yeah, any, any this type is, of documentation. This is, this is insider trading. Yeah. That's what this is. You, know, you go to jail for 10 years for this in, in a, if it was a public stock. Yeah, it, it ain't good. I, the repercussions of this are going to be... Huge. Well, because these are, I mean, these teams are still, so the Boylan family has put up the uh, Denver Broncos, and that's going to be a billion-dollar sale. There's people lined up to buy these teams, so it's not like you have to have yeah, Stephen Ross. There's got like to, isn't there bylaws? There. Isn't there like a, you there part, are. You, I'm sure you, there's bylaws, and I'm sure this is against the bylaws. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's a price to pay for that. It's called losing your franchise. Yeah, yeah, and look, it's not a bad price because he sells it. He makes a profit. You're just out of the boys' club. You're out of the so the true. exclusive club. So we shouldn't run a GoFundMe page no. for Mr. Ross. No, no. he's he's gonna be fully He'll be fine. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. All right, I'm just asking. He didn't buy him that long ago, but, 2008, I think. And, and to your point, Tarek, who wants to go to as a player? Who wants to go to Miami yeah. and play for an ownership that's like oh. that when that's circular, I they mean, don't that, have a coach right now. Who wants to go there? I don't. I, Listen, I played on a lot of losing teams, and it was all it was all predicated on the fact that you're on film, and that you know what, your body of work is going to be judged in the off season, and then it will be evaluated, and whether you're invited back is going to be based on that play. So, like he just he just crushed the culture. He crushed everything that, like I know all these coaches are battling to put 
a good product on the field so that they get invited back to play another year. And he just compromised that whole deal. I mean, so he, he should pay a price for that if it happened. Ten and six, and then and then nine and seven or nine and eight this year. Yeah. Oh, after going one and seven. Yeah, they lost eight in a row, then they won eight in a row. Unbelievable. You know what? This is Especially one, coming. Hey, I mean, no, no. let me tell you something. Midway through the season, you're one and seven. You're going to end up three and whatever. Yeah. Not not that. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to like deny it. NFL will deny it, and then somehow he'll have a health condition that forces him to sell the team. And that's Possibly. it. The NFL didn't do themselves any favor by within two hours saying we've looked into the the racism allegations, all the allegations that are false. Two hours. I mean, I'm that's just bad PR. How do you get this lawsuit and say two hours later, no, we looked into it, it's not good. No, none of it's real. Would they ask Steve, Stephen Ross, like, hey, did you do this? No. Okay, no, I guess not. It's nothing. I mean, the NFL does not handle PR for this stuff very well. To, to put out a press release two hours later saying, no, I'll, nothing to see here, fine and dandy. What do you mean? They, they said that Ross did not. They said that all these allegations are false. They've done their own with research. With Flores or with Ross? The whole thing. The like, whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, including, so the, including, the lawsuit. They said the lawsuit. We've done our own look. We've looked into ourselves, and there's no merit to anything that's come from Flores. Did, how about how about this aside? But can you imagine, like, John Elway and his guys, they, they went out the night before. They were out too long. And they show up disheveled, and they're doing a, a, a interview that – is a sham. I mean, that's essentially what's being accused of, right? What kind of operate? What kind of you know? You, what kind of operation you're running? You can't. You can't. I don't know. So switching to a a better operation, the Green Bay Packers. Now they're in a weird spot here, and I want to talk about the floor as a coach because uh, we kind of dance around this a little bit, and you know, I don't know. I want, just coaches in general at the NFL level. And I asked Monte this, but I'll ask you guys this. At the NFL level, and it's probably changed even since you guys have played, but I think a player's success the NFL level is 90% the player and 10% mixed between the coaches that are in there. And it's not even developing game plans. It's the culture and the mindset that the GM and the and the the coach putting out there. Well, this, you, especially nowadays. You the owner. Put the owner in there. Yeah, but they're the only president. 10% of it. The players, no, you got to do so you much. Build, you build it. Over a period of time, that culture is reflected I'm saying, I'm in, saying, your, in your For player GM. success, I put 90% of the credit for a player's success on the player, and then 10% can go to the rest of it. What do you mean? Like, So I'm saying Aaron Rodgers, his greatness, 90% of that has came nothing from, to do with the organization? 10%. It has to do with Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron hires his own QB coach. He put in his extra work. Like, a player is, what I think. What if Aaron Rodgers went to Cleveland? He, they, they win the Super Bowl. I think it would. No, when he was drafted, I think they would be. They'd be really good. They would. And Monte agrees with me on this one now, too. That having he said that, they players. may they may be. They may not be it. These players have to be higher in their own be, nutritionists, I'm, their I'm own going trainers. Back to what Tarek's saying about from a franchise, from a core, just foundation, from st- ownership. But it's chicken or the egg. You stick a great player in well, there. Well, hold on. Yeah, Aaron's a unicorn, right? There's only like four of them. So I, he might be able to overcome it, but the, there'll ultimately be a lot of problems. Was, was Eli Manning a unicorn? He got no, two, but he the Giants are. But no, but that's the opposite. Giants are a great organization, right? So you have, a good, you have a good quarterback with a with a great organization. If Aaron Rodgers went to the Giants, they'd, they'd win. No, like I know. Five I, I was talking about going to like a Jacksonville. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in Jacksonville. 
The, the sad I thing, here's, here's okay, the, well, it, let's be real. He elevates it. I think he elevates it. To what? The talent, to me, supersedes <laughs> coaching. To I what? Think, I think we give too much credit to coaching, is my point. <laughs> you can't coach. Yeah, but the, and you guys the, say it's this. the Jimmy's it's and Joe's. Yes. It's, it's, it's the – no, it's yeah, it's, it's not the X's and O's. It's Jimmy and Joe's. Yes. So And it's not even the X's and O's. It's the X's, It's the Jimmy's and Joe's and then the culture you set as a team. And see, I, this is the hard part the for me. No, but hold on, hold on stuff is the Here's least the deal, important. though. Here's the problem. This is the pushback. I believe that the Packers have a great organization, and they got a great quarterback. But they only win. They only won one well, so, Super Bowl. And here's where and it came what, up: I, that's, is that you can't make uh, chicken salad out of chicken poop. And Matt Lafleur might have chicken poop in Jordan Love. And I don't care how great Jordan, Matt Lafleur is at developing quarterbacks. Can't make chicken salad out of chicken poop. I, nobody in Green Bay right now thinks Jordan loves it. Why? And I don't care how great of coach. Uh, who said Matt Lafleur is great at developing quarterbacks? Well, his his defenders because he was with Matt Ryan in Atlanta when Matt Ryan had that great Super Bowl season, and then he's been with Aaron Rodgers. Well, he inherited a, a Hall of Fame. Quarterback. I agree with you on this. Yeah. But even if he was a great developer, he ain't developing Jordan. Like there's certain guys that just aren't going to be it. Yeah. My point is like there's only so much clay that's there. Jordan yep. Love, I don't. I've never understood the whole developing in the National Football League at that, especially at that position. I agree. I, I, I mean, it's more fine tuning, and, yes. and, and that's knowing, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and knowing what what hey what their really good skill sets are, and 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 really exemplifying what they do best. I, that's that's I, the NFL. I, I that's though, a good quarterback. I got to tell you this: quarterback position is just an anomaly, man. It, nobody knows. It's a weird deal. Nobody knows what it takes or what it. I don't know what, I, how the I, hell I you measure. With you. you you got good coaches out there that have done it. Andy Reid, Sean Payton. I mean, there's there's there are good coaches out there that. So understand. let's go to Andy. Yeah, but why why does Carson Wentz one day look great, get, next day doesn't? They, I mean, I mean, I, there's certain players in college that look fantastic. They they, they draft them Andy, first overall. Andy before he got hurt, Andy took Carson to uh, MVP. Yeah, well level. he's. He's Andy like Yoda. That was that was Peterson. Andy no. was gone. Andy was gone. Yeah, but oh, to your point, Peterson? Andy Reid, McNabb, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah, okay. He, he developed those guys though. There's That's certain a lot of ones, but most of the time though, you're you're yeah, drafting you're, these you're right. first round quarterbacks. Don't they fail? Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, and these coaches aren't bad. I mean, they're not Andy. They're Reed, all they're coaches. Gunther Cunningham yeah. or whatever. But, so this is what I wanted to get to, and we'll. we'll <laughs> Is Gunther Cunningham a defensive coach? Yeah, oh I think God. he might be dead. He's been a long time. No. Since Cunningham. Jeez, Gil Brandt? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Gunther. That was a poll. There's a lot of chicken in the egg today. But and the other part of it is is that defensive mind. Everyone wants to hire the offensive coach, and I'm actually maybe I'm burned on it. LaFleur, obviously, is the unicorn. He's doing a great job. But offensive coaches, to me, a lot of times try to view themselves as mad scientists. And you're more likely to get a guy like Adam Gase or Matt Nagy or these other guys who try to outthink the room and screw it up. They're not establishing culture. They're not coaching the whole team. Special teams. They're getting too cute on all these things. Reed, for now, LaFleur, we have to see what he does without Aaron Rodgers. But those are unicorns, the ones that can actually coach a whole team and call plays. I'd almost rather have a guy come in, because I looked at the league. I was like, you can't develop a quarterback, can't have a great quarterback unless you have an offensive mind. Tomlin had Roethlisberger, Belichick, Brady, uh, Staley out in uh, the, out in San Diego. 
or excuse me, Los Angeles, uh, what's his face? Herbert is blowing up with him. You go around, Brian right. Flores, too, was developing. Hold, uh, All these guys, Mike Vrabel and Brian I, Tannehill. I don't, think, I don't think it's so much develop, it's evaluate. Evaluate's the question. And, and, and provide a culture of accountability and, and hold little, Yeah, that, that for sure. Yeah. And that's more that relates to the whole team. But I think a defensive it, coach no, but, is better at that. But at, at what? The culture. Yeah, the culture. But evaluating, I think, is, is, a, is a very – it's a moving target. I don't think anybody's really good at it. I, I think developing, there are those guys who are good at developing quarterbacks. But evaluating is like nobody, nobody does it well. You can do less. Actually, you can do more, I should say, uh, with a lesser quarterback when, when you have those defensive-type stud coaches that you're talking about. Now, you're going to get a few uniform, u- unicorn offensive coaches, right? Sean Payton, Andy Reid, like I said, right, that, that can still win. Uh, even I, I'd go Billick because he beat yeah. our Giants and the Ravens with Trent Dilfer, for God's sake. Yeah, so, yeah. well, you know, Billick's just, I think he's full of crap, but he he's believable. Right, but, but he that's let, what That's what I'm he, saying. He, like, he is, he is such a good talker. Like I want to run through he a wall had a hell for the of a guy. defensive coordinator, and he said, "You do what you do." I know, he, he just, yeah, uh, no, I, know, he, I know, he just, he just leads. But that's my point. He, he leads. Hired, I think, great defensive coaches. Look, Dan Quinn, they got the Super Bowl, they lost to the Patriots, but he had Kyle Shanahan and Matt Lafleur on his staff. Right. Dude, I tell you, Coach Bielema, guy, you can argue a lot of things, but he makes decisions. He gets the guy go. He gets them to believe in him, and he just goes. Well, what 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 Coach Bielema knew was he pe- makes decisions. Pe- people. Choices. People, exactly. And knowing what's going to best support him. Right. What is going to best support him and, and, but he's and, also and referring the, to his staff, he's also knowing, the, knowing okay, uh, who, who's going to fit the puzzle here the best? He's also the poster child of when you make wrong decisions, things go bad. Because when Paul left, when some of his coaches left, and he had to constantly fill it, yep. he filled it wrong. And he filled it really wrong in Arkansas. Yep. So you're right. He was the post when he had Paul and he had Dorrant. He had the right coaches in place. It was humming along because then he focused on recruiting and leading the program. But when those coaches left, he filled it with yeah. Crap. That, but that's where I thought like I, I thought of Billick a little bit. You know, like there's there's certain like yeah. I'm not saying it's the ideal way of going about things, but certain guys have that charisma that could get people going. I just think that. Teams that get caught up trying to hire, I have to hire an offensive coach or a defensive coach. Like, I look at Brian Dobble with the Giants. They hire. I didn't watch that Buffalo game against the Chiefs and say, oh, God, look at that great game plan. I saw Josh Allen just rip a team up. And so now you're hiring this offensive guy that's going to call all these plays, and he says, and he's going to coach the offense. So I have not purposely reached out to some of my old teammates that are, are in Graham or, you know, working out there that are very close to the program. But I'm going to tell you this, considering all the noise with, with you know, Flores yeah. and the, the Rooney rule, and and then you got this guy, you know, showing up in, I don't know if you saw his truck, his yeah. pickup truck. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a big white dude. You know, he looks like yeah. an offensive guard. Yeah. You know, bald, oh, yeah. Walking out, and I'm like. A bald Mike Holmgren. Man, yeah. I'm, I, and, I'm, and I hate to say this, but I'm like, you know, some of my uh, – my brother friends, I don't know what the hell they're thinking of this situation. I, I really don't. I have no idea yeah. who he is as a coach. Yeah. But the, the, just the, the optics of it all with everything that was going down didn't look good nope. at all. So let me ask you this question. I don't know this dad character, right? But oh, but have you seen him? No, but did he coach at New England? 
He looks like Butterbean. somewhere in there. He does look like he was. He was at New England? I guess because he was connected to Belichick. Well, this is the weird thing. Like, he was – so Joe Judge was there. It just seems like they're doing the same thing over again. <laughs> right. Hey, the Belichick cheer is crap. Flores is probably the best out of that tri- – Flores and Vrabel, the two defensive guys, are the best out of that – the rest have been garbage. Well, he's Charlie a defensive Weiss, coach. Joe Judge. That's my point. Is that teams get caught up in defensive coach or offensive coaches, and I think that's a stretch at times. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better move. You better dance. Let's make a night. You won't remember. All- Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. On 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside former Badgers, Tark Sala, Derek Engler, live at Lucky's 1313. Enjoying some Coors Light, some wings, uh, some sandwiches. Had a great time out here. We got about 20 minutes left. Place is filling up. I'm not sure what's going on downtown, but the place is now filling up here at Lucky's 1313. So uh, it's it's our cue for the old guys to, to leave soon because now the, yeah. the bar is filling up with young people. And yeah, they say old guys got to go. Learn my lesson at dailies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trying to pop in some Instagram photos there because that's what all the the women are doing right now here. So it is uh, the crowd is turning here. Wait, we're they're, not on. They're all taking. They're, they're, they're grabbing doing, behind me. They're all. They're all. Uh, I'm assuming they're all taking selfies. Well, it's Thirsty so. Thursday, Jim. It's Thirsty Thursday. There you go. Alex G knows he'll probably be here as soon as the show's done. <laughs> Maybe not this person. time around, but he's, he's young. So. Uh, guys, with the there, uh, there's some long blonde hair, Cali type your your way uh, across the yeah yeah. You are you down here, G man? Are you just describing me? I am long haired no, and blonde. No, they're 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 you know they're right in your wheelhouse. They're at least in Derek's wheelhouse, so he's telling you. <laughs> no, they're not. No, 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 no. Are we no, back to the interested. age discussion? Like I said, <laughs> we're gonna go back to the age discussion. I'm going older. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay, so back to the coaching discussion here. So with <laughs> change the subject, change subject with the Tarks, <laughs> like I like twenty abort, I like abort, tw- I like abort. twenty three. Twenty three is a great, a great age. I'm just gonna go home and just get like berated. <laughs> what did you talk about? All uh, right. <laughs> so, well, you're walking. No, 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 no. She's not listening, so we're good. <laughs> but if she was. You're in some big trouble. It's all so, hypothetical. When you get to – now, I'm trying to bring the show back, and you keep on throwing me back off oh, track yeah. here. All righty. So, with the coaching staff here, the Packers, they have LaFleur as a head coach, but they lost their tight ends coach out to uh, Denver to be the offensive coordinator for Nathaniel Hackett, who was the Packers' offensive coordinator. He's gone. Their quarterback's coach gone as, as well. They've uh, moved up their offensive line coach to OC. But that's a big change there. Now, Aaron City doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. There's player changes there, but could there be a chance that Aaron's also talking about, like, well, now my entire QB room is different as far as my coaching staff. And now, again, coaches don't make a big difference as far as developing a guy, but they can make a difference about someone feeling comfortable and enjoying their workspace because he spoke very highly. And, again, we're in Rogers' watch. He's done this to him. We have to kind of read into everything. So what's your question? So let me finish. Luke Getze and Nathaniel Hackett, he spoke incredibly highly of, including Matt LaFleur. Do the coaches leaving, the coaching staff, the, the QB coach and the offensive coordinator leaving, do you think that could sway the pendulum at, at all for Aaron Rodgers wanting to come back or not wanting to come back? Well, I, I don't, I, my opinion, Derek, is that 
I think that uh, he, he's not willing to concede his dollars, and that's more of the deal. And that, you know, to reshape the cap in order to keep some of these guys, and I think it's going to be... What do you guys think about I that? think it's futile. I think it's done. What do you guys think about the theory, which makes a little bit of sense? Aaron's not, he's not taking discounts here. He wants so it's pay. over. That's what I'm asking you. Like, that's one theory. That's, that's one of the reasons why. Because why else, why is he leaving? Your feelings can't be hurt that much Aaron, over Jordan Aaron's Love. Aaron's already, in his mind, accomplished everything he needs to accomplish in the game of football. He's not a competitor like the other number 12, like TB. Obviously. They're, they're, just, they're, they're, they're two different animals. Uh, he's got, gotten to a place where he is, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, you know, he, he is very comfortable with, I may be done. Uh, that might be a good place to play. Uh, I really, I mean, it's going to take a lot for me to be back in Green Bay. I think that's where he's at. Yeah, I, I think it's somewhere in there. And, I, you know, he's looking at quality of life, and he's not going to concede any dollars for the Packers. No, I, I totally agree. And then he's, yeah, so he, he may want to try something new, be closer to the West Coast. Denver sounds good. Well, so you say Denver, and then there's reports oh, out Oakland? of Tennessee. Oh, I mean, Las Vegas. There's reports out of Tennessee. He's bought like 8,000 acres. Franklin. Nashville's nice. Franklin. We got some friends down they, there. They got a good, I mean, I don't know what they're going to lose this year, but they seem like they have a good foundation. So this leads me to my other part of the question here, is that if you are the Packers. You throw Rodgers at Tennessee. Oh, God. Uh, they, I mean. I don't even know what the odds would be, but that is bar none. Super Bowl favorite all the way. And I, I think they might lose three games at at the most. Him with Henry? Do they and have, what's their receiver? A.J. Brown? They're by yeah. their defense and their whole mentality <laughs> yeah, yeah. and their oh, culture agree, yeah. and everything yeah. we talked about. Do they about. have the draft picks? Do they, can they take Tannehill and take three first round? I guess you, you got the, the future. Yeah, they don't have picks that have been given away yet. So, yeah, you have the picks you could do. That's the thing. Now, this is the second part of my question here, and I want to we talk about it a little more after the break, too, though. But if you're LaFleur and Goody, if you have to get with Baron Rodgers, you're trying to bring back a veteran in the trade or bring someone in free agent-wise, right? Like, you're not just saying, oh, we're just going to roll with Jordan Love. No, you're taking Tannehill, right? Well, right, but I'm saying, so let's say he goes to Denver. You're not, there's nobody to trade back with Denver. That, that's a- you don't want Drew back. That's crap. No. But Jimmy G could be available. Uh, Jimmy G or Jordan Love? I know Tarek in our group text was defending oh, Jimmy yes. G. He, he was trying to write a contract and it went to Jimmy G through that pick. Yeah. Jimmy G, Jimmy well, G. Well, Jimmy G won that game. It, it, he he might be a hotter commodity right now. Yeah, he throws right? that pick. It's kind of like Stave, uh, where you got Jimmy G threw a pick against Green Bay that could have blown it. I, look, in the end, you're, you're looking at a stopgap here until you find the next quarterback. And right. Jimmy G's not a bad stopgap. I agree with you. If I'm Green Bay and I'm a Green Bay fan, as long I want you're not Jimmy giving G up too much. Or Fitzpatrick or Dalton, someone in here that started NFL games. Tannehill's good. That's well, fine. I agree, but I don't, if, if he doesn't go to Tannehill, if he doesn't right, go yeah, to Tennessee, I get, you. I got you. So I'm asking you just in general, though. So you'd rather bring in a someone to would you bring someone to compete with Love or to have the job over Love? Is really the question. The job over him. Oh, yeah, dude. There's no this. This guy might be out of the NFL. That's right. how bad he is. I yes, I, I agree. He's, the, he's not serviceable. And he, he, look, I hate to there, say it, but there's, uh, there's no players going to. Jim Sorgi had a great career in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. 
but he was serviceable just enough. I'm not sure. I mean, for being a first. And by the way, Sorgi was sixth round pick. Yeah, I think. Sorgi was cheap. Right. Love's going to get very expensive. Yeah, this, very yeah, quickly. He's, yeah. I mean, this is a first round. This is a top pick. So, from what I understand, the Rodgers deal is a joint venture here between the Packers and Rodgers. Rodgers has to agree to be able to be traded to whoever, and the Packers don't want him to go in conference necessarily. I'm sure, yeah. So then you're going to go, okay, well, you could go to Tennessee because they have Tannehill. You go to Las Vegas because they have Carr. But we're not going to send you to Denver. But Aaron can say, I'm not going there, and you now have a $50 million cap hit. You can't field a competitive team. But why wouldn't you go to Tennessee? Just because you're not? I don't know. I'm I'm just saying we're going to talk about it. Yeah. You, You... Give us some options. Here's what we need. We need a quarterback. So, Aaron, this is your world. It's all about you. Tell us where you want to go. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Is there- Coors Light. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Metro Kia's Thursday Drive, presented by Coors Light. We are live at Lucky's 1313. I'm Jim Rutledge, former Badgers Tark, saw Derek Engler with me. And, guys, I want to talk about the... The, the great pack. dry rub wings. We yes, just they have, have great dry rub, rub wings here. And um, I want to get all that, but the Packers here. And what they would do if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Forget the quarterback position. Then there's two ways to look at it. Because if they, to me, if they go with Jordan Love, at quarterback, they probably try to trim the fat on this team and almost do a mini rebuild. Now, Aaron says he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. They're not going to rebuild if Aaron Rodgers comes back. But if Aaron Rodgers does, doesn't come back, they might go with Jordan Love and say, let's see what we got, and let's let Preston, Smith, Zedaria Smith, Campbell, Douglas, Randall Cobb, let's cut all this fat, let's get rid of all these players who are great on a, on a, a team ready to win a Super Bowl but are a little bit you know bloated for a team that maybe we try to reset for a year clear up some cap space, get some draft capital, and reset. That's one way they could do it. And, hell, they might still win the division. And Or you go, hey, we're going to bring back Adams and, and Campbell and if Rodgers leaves, and we're going to try to fill the best team around, and then we try to find a veteran to compete with Jordan I don't know Love. about you guys, but, Tarek, if I'm Goody, I'm, I'm literally I'm flying to wherever Aaron is. You know, if he's on an island, you know, yep. if, if he's, you know um, – with the with the, uh, yep. the Dalai Lama, yep. I, it doesn't matter. I'm going to wherever he is. What do you need, Aaron? Because I'm going to guarantee you. I'm going to give give it to you if it puts us in a position, well, you know, to, to here, bring home the championship. Because we know you only got a year I, or two left. I get a question. It really does. I got, oh, yeah. Here's yeah. a question for you: Is what's up with Bakhtiari? What's up with Bakhtiari? <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine he's healthy for next year. I don't know what happened. No, I just want to know if he's healthy. I'm is there sure. some underlying issue that's going on here we don't know about? It sounds like there's optimism that Bakhtiari will be good to go. You may want to get him right first before you call 12, because if that guy ain't right, 12 may not want to come back. Well, 12's going to talk to Bakhtiari. No, but it's not and even Adam's. talking to him. Is he healthy? I don't know. 
I want to know if he's healthy. So there's another issue. Well, in the itself. answer is no. He's Otherwise, you would have played. Yeah. Well, I mean, like no, but is there, a, is there is there a long term issue that he's out? I don't think so. It doesn't seem. Yeah. Like well, that. he didn't play. That's a problem. I think there in was a big set, game. I think there was a setback. In no, he got, I think there was a long, I think there's a long term setback there. Was, there. Well, yeah, there was a. What do you mean? There, no, an there was a setback, and he had a second surgery, Detroit which game. delayed everything. The Detroit game. Oh, down that. And then, then that's to Tarek's point. There's an underlying. There's an underlying issue there. If there's a, there's a problem, why else when he Wildy kind of implied that there was some sort of injury? That's why he only played. That's 20 what subs- we talked about. Said, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody's but, but, saying but, but, but okay. let me tell you something. Against D- Detroit, yeah. and you played 26 plays. And you haven't played all year, and you're an All Pro. And then that is a setback. There, something went wrong. Something went wrong in that game, and that's why I asked everybody. I'm like, God, did you watch it? Did you see a play? And nobody really knew. And that that is not that, good. That's a that's an underlying like issue. That's right. Or, I, I just or, don't know if okay. that could okay. that be fixed. But let, this let's say that, let's say he's know. fixed, right? And you you got you got Devonte as a franchise quarterback. You get your running backs back. We got we got a chance. Okay, even if Tanya leaves, you got a chance, right? Yeah. Then on defense, in my opinion, you lose Douglas. Campbell is is the big issue. So what you do, you go out. You got to draft a middle linebacker. You got to draft a tight end. Go back. I don't. I mean, I th- I think if you if you could, if you could replace those those two positions, I, I you got know. a chance if you could get Bakhtiari back. But I, that's a that's a big. Because here's the other part of it with the Rodgers part of it. You have Jair, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins. The next year, all coming up for contracts. It's the price of drafting well. And well, this yeah, is their whole you, plan. With can you franchise? Uh, you can't franchise Adams twice, right? You can. You're talking. I mean, you're paying big money up. though. Yeah. And can you fit under the cap? And he's going to hate you forever. Listen, I mean, that doesn't matter. But like, you're asking a lot of professionals. But if, of if twelve comes back, if still, tw- Adams doesn't want to be here franchise, even if twelve comes back. Now he'll play, but he doesn't. He's been very clear. He does not want to be franchised. That's what I mean. What player does? Yeah. Again, well. if I'm Goody, what is, is it going to just take getting Devonte back? Okay. All right. That's what I need to know. That's all I need to know. Oh, you know, we got our we got our horses. Okay, but this we're also good. Is, yeah. You know, our offensive line. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Um, Tanyan, he's in the mix or he's not in the mix. If not, we're taking a first round pick for tight end. Do you I think, don't know. Here's my you question. Know. Whatever. I think Aaron has. Here's my understanding. Goody's doing all that, and Aaron knows all that. If Aaron leaves, it's because he doesn't want to be here. Simple as that. And there's nothing the Packers can do. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if it's necessarily he just doesn't want to be here or he's done with the game of football. I think it could be leading to football, but he might want to try it somewhere else to see if it's here or football. Oh, he's gonna, he'll get – you know what? Oh, I hate to say this, and if he does go somewhere else other than Tennessee, he's going to get his face ripped off. I guarantee it. I guarantee. Well, what about it. Denver? I don't know their offensive. Oh players. my God! I just no matter where he goes, other than Tennessee, you can throw a few others that are not even in the equation in there that he'd be okay. But other than Tennessee, I mean, why do you Vegas, say that? Denver? But good why? luck. Well, good Tennessee, luck. But why? But why? Why? Because Denver. of the franchises, guys. You just look at it. Oh, I, I write this script. Denver, I guarantee it. But wait, Denver won seven, won seven games with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke at quarterback. Dude, Peyton Manning went there. They won a Super Bowl like overnight. And John Elway runs Denver. Denver feels like a program that could put it together for. Around. Maybe Denver. Maybe. And Tennessee, I agree with you. What about the Colts? I like that's been floated because they'll have money. They got a good old line. Frank Wright there. They keep the old line. Chris Ballard is it former Badger. Chris Ballard is the GM. Colts are interesting. Uh, defense isn't there. 
Well, now they lost a D coordinator. Their defense is top. Their defense, defense is top is ten. Decent. Top yeah. ten the last four years. Number one in turnovers the last two years. Yeah, uh, but their enough. D coordinator left. Yep. So that is a question. I think the 49ers, they they won't trade them there. It can't happen. Yeah, that won't. That's a perfect spot for Rodgers. I agree. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. It's, he's the originator of the offense that Lafleur is running. Trey, it's another year. Full circle. That's not happening. Aaron Rodgers said that uh, the uh, 49ers. They asked, you know, how much will the 49ers uh, or how? Basically, the question was not as much as the 49ers will regret not drafting me. Uh, I'm going to make it. He's gone 0-4 in the playoffs against 49ers. What about Tampa? What's Tampa's story? Kenny's not going to Tampa. I don't know what kind of money they have there, but. No. They can't they're probably get at the end of the rope. They can't get it. Well, they just can't get it. Well, they were. They were going to try to piece it all. They would have done it. I literally did, strung yeah. it together for them. But. It's Tennessee or Denver, guys. What about the Saints? What are the Saints doing? You're no. saying the NFC, they're not putting them in the no. NFC. Look at yeah. his face ripped off everywhere except for maybe uh, a Tennessee and Denver. And Saints have they a good they offensive put, line. They won't put them in the NFC. That, I get you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You can back off. I'm I just, heard you five times. Well, you keep on naming NFC teams. I'm like just throw it out there. <laughs> it, can I have candy now? I no. mean, he's another year older, He's and he's more zen. I mean, he just is, he's just setting himself up. Is it 30? Freaking or face but if, if you're him though, you're saying Peyton did it, Brady did it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and because of that ego, uh, yeah. I'm just telling you, I'm just, it, ain't gonna way, be, it ain't gonna be a good. The Packers gotta get over it. If 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 an NFC team is the right trade and the right deal, you, you should do that, and not worry about him being in the league. That's my opinion on that. So I, I believe our music's playing here. So. I had to turn up the volume so I could Yeah, I hear it here. now. You hear it's it great. now, too? All righty. <laughs> just saying, that's our music. We I know, now. I got you. We got a whole other show. Now we actually talk football upset? next week. No, we don't. He's upset. No, it's, it's over. The show's over. I'm upset. This has been Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light. No more, no more cleansing for you. you no, I'm dry good. January. I'm having over. fun. <laughs>